The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Lifting up his eyes to heaven, Jesus prayed, saying, Holy Father, I pray not only for them, but also for those who will believe in me through their words, so that they may all be one, as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And I have given them the glory you gave me so that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, that you may be brought to perfection as one, that the world may know that you sent me and that you love them even as you loved me, Father, they are your gift to me. I wish that they were where I am, they also may be, that they may see my glory that you gave me, because you loved me before the foundation of the world, righteous Father. The world also does not know you, but I know you, and they know that you sent me. I may know to them your name, and I will make it known that the love with which you loved me may be in them and I in them. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus Christ. Sister Dorothy Stang, Brother Paul McCauley, I wonder if you know those names. Sister Dorothy, I believe she was a sister of Notre Dame. She was from Ohio, and she spent over 40 years working in Brazil. Father, excuse me, brother Paul McCauley was from England, and he spent about an equal amount of time working in, in Peru. Both of them were in their early 70s, and both of them are, are martyrs for the church. Both of them spent time working with indigenous people in the jungles. And what's happening now in, in many places in, in the Amazon, as you know, is that the forest is being destroyed. The jungle is being plowed under for mining, for timber, for farming. And these countries have laws, but if you have a little bit of money, you just pay the official and they look the other way. And so there's really nothing wrong with mining, farming, or, or logging if you do it correctly. But people are greedy, and they're just going in and they're destroying everything. They're, they're taking everything out with the, in the mines, using chemicals, they destroy the groundwater, they pollute lakes and rivers. As I said, with timber and farming, they're destroying huge swaths of the, of the, of the forest. And there's people who have lived there for thousands of years. 
They're subsistent farmers. They, they, they gather fruits and nuts from trees. They fish. And it's their land, and it's being taken away from them or being destroyed. And as I said, the governments look the other way because big corporations are paying them money. So both Sister Dorothy and Brother Paul stood up for them. Sister Dorothy would organize people and remind them that they have rights as citizens. She was a, a catechist and a teacher, but she also made sure that the people that she was working with, they, they could live and survive. She was walking to a, a big town from a small village with a group of people, and they were going to, to courts to, to file some papers. And three men come up in a jeep and stopped them and told her to go away, turn around, and she said no, and she started re preaching to them from Luke's gospel, and they shot her in the face and killed her. Brother Paul was killed uh, a week before I came back from Peru. I didn't know him, but I knew a good friend of his, Father Jerry. Father Jerry worked in a city called Iquitos, where Brother Paul worked. I think they were the only two English people there. And Father Jerry would come to Lima and stay in our house and cover our parishes for about half the year. And he mentioned Brother Paul. Brother Paul worked in Lima, and then he went out to, the, to Iquitos, which is on the edge of the jungle. And he, too, was standing up for helping people organize to, to combat these big mining companies that were destroying the, the jungle and their livelihood. He was found shot dead in his burning house. Now, we tend to think of, of martyrs as being people who come from exotic places and, and far away. But I knew somebody who knew Father Paul. Sister Dorothy would look just like anybody sitting here, and she was from Ohio. The two of them dedicated their lives to others because they realized that they had to share God's love with them. They took to heart the words of, the, of Scripture today, of John's Gospel. Jesus is praying for us. He's praying for the disciples, but he's praying for us before he ascends to heaven. I pray for those who will believe in me through their word. And Jesus has wonderful words for us. He speaks of the indwelling of the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. And God is so generous, God wants to share himself with us. So we have a share in that indwelling of God. We don't belong to the world. We belong to God. And just as the Father and Spirit and Son have this indwelling, they dwell within us too. Our baptism and confirmation give us a share of the Spirit. The Eucharist that we receive day after day, week after week, reminds us that God comes to us and that God is with us. And as Jesus says, we belong not to the world, but to God. And so there's, and we always will. That's the good news. Nobody can separate us from God's love. So we should have this peace within ourselves that God is with us. We should realize that how much God loves us and it should affect who we are. Stephen, the first martyr, has this vision of heaven, and it just fills him with joy. He can't contain himself. He has to relate what he's seeing. But before Stephen was killed, what he was doing was sharing God's love with other people. He was one of the, one if not the first deacon. And the job of the deacon was to help, at that time, 
the apostles in their works of charity of taking care of people. And Stephen did it very well. And that's why the Jewish officials were mad at him because so many people were listening to him. And they listened to him because of what he did, his acts of kindness and charity, his good works. They spoke louder than his words. Because of his good works, then people paid attention to him. Stephen, why are you so happy? Stephen, where do you get your peace? And he would talk about Jesus to them. He would talk about God's love. And with, with such emotion and fervor that they wanted to become part of the church too. So Stephen has this, this vision of heaven and he just can't contain himself and he's speaking about it. And the officials are covering their ears. They're la, la, la. They don't want to hear what he has to say. And they stone him. But before he dies, he prays for their forgiveness. To the very end, he prays that God has mercy on them. He's not filled with anger or vengeance, a sense of injustice. He's filled with the love of God. That's all there was room for in his heart. The second reading from Revelation is a time of persecution. That's why the book was written. But it was written to remind us that no matter what happens, nothing in the world can take us away from God. And that ultimately God's love and power will prevail. The days of martyrs aren't in the past. They continue. Just think about Easter Sunday in Sri Lanka and the churches that were bombed and the people that were killed. We live in a world that's most imperfect. We live in a world with so many problems. And the world, a lot of times, would like us to forget the fact that God dwells within us. The world doesn't want us to believe that we belong to God, but we do. And what we need to do is to be steadfast in our faith. We need to have peace that comes from heaven, knowing that God is with us. And we really need to, to, to wallow in God's love every day, to think about how much God loves us, so that when we do have problems, and we're going to have problems, we as individuals have problems, family has problems, our parish has problems, the church and the world, there's problems. Jesus never said there wouldn't be problems. But what he does says, in spite of the problems, I love you. In spite of the cross that you have to carry, I'm there with you, and you're always going to be with me. It's easy to have our faith overtaken by, by things that bother us. It's easy to lose hope. It's easy to become disgruntled. But if we really believe that, this, that God dwells within us, then we have peace. If we really believe that God loves us, then we should have joy. And with that peace and joy, we can make a huge difference in the world. Because it's our job to remind other people that even though Jesus ascended to heaven, the Spirit is still with us. Even though we, we can't walk on the, the shore of Lake Galilee with Jesus as the disciples did, he comes to us in the Eucharist. God doesn't leave us alone. Next Sunday we celebrate Pentecost, the birthday of the church. And it was with joy and with enthusiasm that the church began. Let us give thanks to God for dwelling within us. Let us give thanks to God for the joy that he shares with us. May we enthusiastically share it with those around us so they can come to know God's love too. Let us stand and pray.